You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Rota Librarian, Ryan Livergood. He is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will, Will Greenwood. Will, how are you this evening? Too sweet. Uh, I was trying to do the Wolfpack thing from the old wrestling and it went, it didn't go as well as I was hoping. I was kind of practicing that earlier in the day. But anyway, right, I'm doing really well. <laughs> Good. Um, you know, we, we've got a, a, a fun show tonight, I think. You know, I, I will, I don't know that we have so much to talk about because I feel like we're just all kind of waiting for the draft to get here. And it's, it's, it's close. As when this podcast comes out, we're talking less than three weeks away. Um, Ryan, get out of town. We have a ton to talk about. There are things happening in the NFL. They're going to drastically change our dynasty teams overall, at least like side stories and some trades are happening. We're getting closer to the draft. We finally, I think have finished up our pro days. And I think there's at least one underrated pro day that I want to talk about at some point. I'm going to have to go back to a previous show sheet that I still feel like he's not getting enough hype, but uh, that, you know, you're just going to have to stay tuned to get all that content. Right. No, I mean, there's, there's a lot to talk about. I'm, I'm ready for the draft though. I'm ready for it to, to get here, to see landing spots and then to move forward because I, it's going to be a very interesting draft on all kinds of levels, especially at the quarterback position, of course, which we talked about. Um, and I'm just, I'm just kind of ready for it, but I guess all we have until the draft starts is some, you know, we, we do have a big trade to talk about, which has, I, I think pretty big dynasty implications in Superflex leagues at the end of the day. But before we do that, let's talk about a guy that I think the hype is just, I don't want to get it out of control, but it, it, but it's, it's maybe it's getting close. Um, it, and it, it takes us to our tweet of the week. Um, Thor Nystrom, uh, your, your friend, Will. Um, I love Thor. Super, honestly, great, like great dude. Follow, like follow him on Twitter and support him as a person. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. So he tweeted, um, this um basically this kind of screenshot from bleacher report jerry jones likes kyle pitts cowboys owner is infatuated with florida tight end ahead of the nfl draft um i've heard some people talking about the draft and mocks and there's some people that are suggesting you know kyle pitts may not go as high as he's being projected i mean he's he's a tight end there are other needs you know there's gonna be a lot of quarterbacks taken um some o-line needs um, so maybe he does slip down to, to the Cowboys. I believe the Cowboys are at 10, right? So what do you think about that? What do you think if um, Kyle Pitts were to go to the Cowboys? I mean, yeah, let's do some dream scenarios and let's have some fun. Let's make the, let's not improve the defense whatsoever. And let's improve the passing offense on the Cowboys. hundred percent. Let's go. Why wouldn't we run with that? Yeah. Because uh, c- like, you know, so there's no like hot tweets about them taking Patrick Sertain. Because no one cares in fantasy. Well, here's the thing, though, with the Cowboys. And th- this is a point that I think is discussed later in this thread. Um, we do know that Jerry Jones, he is kind of going to do what he's going to do. He is the type of guy that will take the best player on the board. He did that with CeeDee Lamb, right, last year. It's like well, you know, it's, his son runs it, for the most part, the draft board. Oh, uh, Steven runs it? Yeah, because he's the one that took Zach Martin that year over Johnny Manziel. Or, yeah. yeah, so not... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he's Martin. really has some influence, but I think I think if Jerry wants to make a move. He's going to make the move, right? Don't don't think he has that power. I think Jerry Jones is. Gonna... I mean, that's what Jerry Jones wants. You think Jerry Jones does? Okay, fair Jerry enough. Jerry Jones does. Jerry Jones. <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting, and I could I could see it. I mean, I, I do think that Kyle Pitts will is special enough where he's going to go really early. Um, but 
I don't know. I don't think it's outlandish to predict him going to the Dallas Cowboys. And that would make the Cowboys very interesting. You know, you're in, in, in this tweet, Thor tweeted, you know, you got obviously Dak at QB, Zeke, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and then Kyle Pitts, question mark. So that's yeah, a second like lineup. It, I guess in like seasonal, then give me, give me Dak and Zeke. <laughs> like yeah, if, right. If the offense is going to be that crazy, I'll take the, 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 the quarterback and the running back outside of guessing because you're going to get so much week to week fluctuation between these three. And we already saw it last year, even the, even the games with Dak, uh, but I shouldn't say that because that was an epic, epic few games with Dak. Right. If we extrapolate that it, you, you can't even like your head can't contain it, Ryan. Yeah. The, da- but- the Dak stats that would have happened last season. We extrapolate now, now it. if you had Kyle Pitts, I think yeah. Kyle Pitts ran a three nine, nine in his pro day. <laughs> updates are coming out that's the that's the true number yeah and instead of doing the bench press he threw the 245 pounds outside of the stadium oh man like yeah so kind of another tweet i put in here on the show sheet um this is from at fantasy mojo uh kyle pitts has officially passed tj hawkinson and ffpc best ball adp the past five days to ascend to the tight end five position without any knowledge of the team he will play for um so so, and he points on 2020, Robert Tanyan was the tight end five with 52 catches for 586 yards on only 59 targets. Interesting, but had 11 TDs. So, well, do you think that's crazy? I mean, I know, I know this is, we're talking, um, I, be, I believe this is, uh, you know, for the 2021 season and not dynasty, but I mean, do you think Kyle Pitts is, is that going to have that kind of impact? Are we going to, are we going to be disappointed that Kyle Pitts owners, at least the first year? What, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. Like we should have high, these high hopes of him. He should be drafted. I feel like where I'm with Kyle Pitts is he should be drafted in this fashion in dynasty. He's not going to really like lose he, his chances of losing value through his rookie season is, is very low. Like he's going to have to lot, have a lot of passes clang off his helmet and hit him right in the face. Like he's going to have to have like 10 drops right off the face mask, just terrible drops for his uh, dynasty value to kind of, you know, you know, move down or for that, that asset to depreciate. So I think that it, like, like projecting Kyle Pitts to have an Evan Ingram rookie season, like that's totally fine. And I think with how, with how TJ Hawkinson, God bless TJ Hawkinson, go Hawks. Uh, how he's done these past couple of years. I don't play. I don't think that's bad. Like, I, I'm not against it at all. I'm actually Ryan. I'm riding this Kyle, this Kyle Pitts wave and I'm, I'm for it. And especially now in this new NFL, he's this new kind of NFL asset that a team needs to have. And he's can change the tight end position and he also can't, but let's hope he does. And let's, uh, let's, let's put some chips in that. And I think it's like the tight end, who cares? Tight end five, get out. Nobody, Robert Tiny was tight end five. Where is he going in, in best ball ADP last season, he was probably undrafted. Like Robert Tanyan, yeah. his best accomplishment was winning me one week in my worst salary cap team by putting the top score in the league. That's right. Started three tight ends, <laughs> and one of them was Robert Tanyan, and that was only because of the chance. I forgot about that. Uh, I'm in the league with you. Um, Two hundred nine yeah. points, right? Two hundred nine points. I, I, and, and I think it was only mentioned because of the fact that you just to put it in context, what the tight end five was last year. Um, but I, I think, well, like I'm definitely going to take some, some chances, you know, and I may be drafting Kyle Pitts ahead of, of, of some other people, but I, I kind of feel like I'm not the only one. If I look at Twitter, I just feel like, especially after his, his pro day, I mean, I just think that he is rising, rising, rising. And I'm wondering if we're not going to be a little bit disappointed. I mean, maybe I'm not saying long-term, but maybe the first couple of years, I, I know he is, um, 
a unicorn, but I, you know, what, what will his rookie year look like? I don't know. I'm just, it'll be interesting to see. Right. But I, (laughs) Oh yeah. Sorry. In a a great, like trusted source, uh, I'm not gonna give it away, but in a super flex tight end premium, like rookie big board, uh, Kyle Pitts is ahead of any other QB besides Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see where he goes. Um, I, I mean, do you, th- do you feel like he's kind of solidifying himself? Let, okay, let, well, let's put some, co- some draft capital context into it. Let's say he goes top five to, to somebody, whether it's Atlanta or, 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 you know, Cincinnati or someone trades up for him or whatever. Right. I don't really care about draft capital. You don't with Kyle Pitts. No, like, you why, care if he... why would you? Yeah, like, like did you care about like, or like, like Noah Fant versus TJ Hawkinson? Does that really matter in their careers so far? I mean, it's nice that they'll get some opportunity. I think team fit matters. You know, if if, if Kyle Pitts gets drafted by the Detroit Lions, uh, we can all we can, we can all just cry ourselves to sleep the next night. Uh, you know, if if Kyle Pitts, that would be horrible. Yeah, as, and, as, and you as, could as, totally see the Lions do it because they're a terrible yeah. organization. Right, right. Oh man, that would just be horrible. Um, or like if he goes to the Giants, I'm not that excited either for his rookie year, and he might like disappoint his, his year one season. But then, if they you know they're not going to afford Evan Ingram moving on, maybe maybe it's better. But then also you have a quarterback question, so there's there's some horrible landing spots. I mean, I think I don't I think I don't think the Bengals will draft him there because I don't think that's the type of team the Bengals are. I think they're going to slam dunk Penesul like 360 slam dunk every time. They might have been looking at these other aspects of it, but they're still. I feel like they're still too old school. And also passing on Panay Sewell is the big, I would take Panay Sewell in an NFL draft over Kyle Pitts every day of the week. Yeah. Uh, but, but who knows what they're going to do. Right. Or, and I think maybe, Ch- you know, I think Chase isn't play for them too at that spot, but, you know, theoretically as well, maybe over, over Pitts, but I, I don't know. I mean, part of me kind of wishes like he might go to the giants and, and some people may feel the same way as you do. Is that like, Oh, I don't like that landing spot. I'm going to, I'm going to slide him, you know, down on my rankings because i you know i'm okay with that i'm okay with him going to the giants i I don't think that's that's horrible it's not ideal i would worry if he went to someplace like the lions where they've got hawk you know that that would not be good i would i would um i would i would be disappointed but 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 otherwise i think i'd be okay yeah the giants just might be a year like just he's not going to have the same kind type of season because he's kind of like an an evan like a bet like a slightly better version of evan ingram but when you have evan ingram in there already I mean, maybe maybe they trade him, you know. Yeah. But then you still have Daniel so, Jones, like such, such Andy Ryan. Catch. You know my affinity for Daniel Jones coming into the season, but that's a one season deal. Like I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I still they're not going to be good. I just think he's be fine in fantasy. Yeah. He might finally house that eighty six yard touchdown run or whatever. Maybe we'll we'll, so <laughs> we'll see. I think the odds are better in twenty twenty one, perhaps. But so that's why Ryan to to go back to it. I think being tight end five in a best ball draft. I think Kyle Pitts has as much, if not more, upside. Uh, than, than any other tight end at that point below him. Like, I, I just, easy to see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's, it's completely reasonable. And, and I think that that's fine. And I, I yeah, I, it's going to be fun to see where he goes, fun to watch him. Um, but that's kind of the, the, you know, the tweet of the week, that, that's kind of the appetizer. We should get into the main event, the main thing that happened since we last recorded the podcast. And that, of course, is the big move that the Carolina Panthers made to acquire Sam Darnold. Sam Richard Donald. Um, Sam Richard Darnold. His I didn't yeah, know his full name. Richard. I listened to PFS podcast today. Uh, one, they they hate him, uh, and and I get it based on grading. Uh, Sam Darnold doesn't have a lot of uh, like 
doesn't have good production in the NFL. Sam Darnold is still a project quarterback, but I just put Sam still younger than Calvin Ridley Darnold gets traded. He's, he's had kind of a, a weird career though. Um, All I mean, bad, not, though. not, not a great, not a great start. Um, but the, the I should have gone back and like read through his career profile before the podcast, because it was that second year. Didn't he have like, wasn't it mono that, that kept him out for yeah. like weeks? They're and worried that, about his spleen exploding. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's just, I, I, and you know, obviously you know, uh, um, Dal Loggins, the fancy Joe's punching bag. It oh, was, yeah. was his offensive coordinator. So, you know, it just, it's no wonder that, I mean, his situation was just so bad. So uh, we don't, I, I just feel like we don't know who he is, but, but, but you can make the argument. He's already learned all these bad habits in NFL. And if, if he, you know, that there's that famous game that he played the, the Patriots, wasn't it, was it Monday night football and he was seeing yeah. ghosts, you know, when so you, there was that mic that caught that and they broadcast it everywhere. Yeah, and that's that's Poor not a, that's just not a good sign. But but di- and if if you if- right, can I contrast that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. With his run against the Broncos, and he okie doked the whole Broncos defense rushing. He ran like a seventy yard touchdown that game, yeah, and it was right. the most silly run I've ever seen because there was no reason you should have scored other than him putting these moves out there that they all fell for, and it was incredible. I even I messaged you right after that happened because it was awesome. So there is at least some awesome still in Sam Darnold, in my opinion. And the thing is, like, I think with him, and this is where we where, where we need to get to eventually, is like talking about what would you give up, what, what's your value in Sam Darnold now, is that he still has untapped upside. Regardless of how bad he has played, he still has untapped upside with his age and, and you know, like, basically just with his age and with his past career and being with that. And the thing is, like, Ryan, it's not just Adam Gase, it's that Dow Loggins kicker. And I think it's just, they were there for two years, and they're just the worst. So... I don't mind this whatsoever. I, I, I'm waffling though, Ryan, on what pick I'd like to give. Uh, we'll go back to that in one second. Again, the, the Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold connection coming back in Carolina, maybe a little boost for Robbie Anderson, yeah. which I think is, I think the real boost there is Curtis Samuel leaving and only being replaced by David Moore. Cause I think the the Sam Darnold, uh, Robbie Anderson connection was less than I wanted it to be after doing some research. So I just would say, uh, give a slight boost based on the situation in the depth chart, assuming they don't draft another wide receiver in the draft early. And just just know that maybe they're buds and, and this will go well. That's that's grabbing at straws, Ryan. Grabbing at straws, Greenwood Analytics, Robbie Anderson, slight boost. <laughs> no, I think I know I think it's a fair point to make. Um uh, and, and I, I, he's intriguing to me. Well, I have to admit, and when I, when I looked um, at the, you know, kind of the, maybe the going price, at least right now, and maybe this has changed. I, I, I need to do more research, but just, just plugging it into the dynasty trade calculator, our friends over there. Um, we, um, I say that like, we're like great friends, like took them all the time, well, but I've, I've met them both. I'm in a league with them. You know, I'm yeah. going to take them down this year. Uh, and then I'll, I'll flaunt it all over Twitter. Be my first tweets. <laughs> so in a, in a while. Um, but you know, basically in a super flex, uh, 12 team league, you know, the, you know, the, for the rookie one ten is, is Sam Darnold, you know, the, that's kind of where your, your, your baseline anyway. So, you know, when I, when I look at this class and well, I think we talked a little bit about this last week, I, I'm very intrigued with like the first, like, you know, first seven, eight, nine picks, you know, in the, in the first round. And then after that, I think there's a, a lot of guys that you could group together. And I think there's going to be a lot of value there. But I think if I really need a quarterback, I'm probably okay with sending the 110 for Sam Darnold. I, th- I think I'll do that. 
And I know it's a, it's a, it's risky. And what he's shown us, you know, is, is, you know, are, are some red flags. However, I really like Sam Darnold um, coming out of college and, and the guy is 23. And if you look at his three seasons of the NFL, he had, um, you know, well, you know, his rookie season, which, you know, I, I, I don't recall being horrible, but it was, you know, it wasn't great. Then his, he's never he, had a great, like a crazy, he had like a good oh, end of one season. Yeah. Then, then, then the mono season, which I just want to throw out the window. Cause I, I think, I think it, it's something like that happens to you. It's going to kind of throw up your whole year. And then last year, the jets were just atrocious. Um, you know, didn't, didn't necessarily have the, the weapons he needed. Um, I, one of the guys that, you know, has, is one of the worst coaches, I think that will in the past, you know, decade in the NFL. Um, so I, I just, you know, with the quarterback position, we know that situation is so important and, and I, I don't think that Darnold is ruined yet. I, th- I think that he could go to Carolina and I think it's a great fit for him. Um, it's, and it's a great opportunity. And I think he has the, the skill set to potentially thrive in Carolina. I'm not predicting it, but I would probably gamble a late first round pick on Sam Darnold to see if he can put it together. So, yeah, I would wait. So this is, I mean, obviously the, the status quo is to always wait until you're on the clock with rookie picks. So I would wait Ryan, wait Ryan, because I think if all five of these quarterbacks, this draft class go in the first round, like pretty early in the first round, I would not move. I would wait on the 110, assuming that somebody's going to bump up uh, Devonta Smith, even Javonta Williams, you know, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, like that, that like Rondo Moore, uh, even maybe some we'll talk a little bit later, Trey Sermon, like, like somebody else makes uh, a reach pick ahead of that so that I could grab that fifth quarterback out of this group. That's, that's why the 110 is, is scary to me. Uh, I think 112, you know, 201 is easy. Like I would go that route. So like one, cause again, I want this, especially if Mac Jones lands in San Francisco and he's available at the 110, I want that all day over Sam Darnold. I, I don't care about how much they was paid for this. I don't care if, if we all feel like it's a mistake and then and like the analytics, especially hashtag Greenwood analytics community. Uh, you know, I, I'll come out with a segment about it later. You'll see it. Uh, but uh, if, if Mac Jones goes to the, the Niners at pick three, I want him over Sam Darnold night, like night and day. It's super easy, but I don't think he makes it to the 110. But I'd be willing to wait that out because Twitter hates that so much that maybe like more people in my dynasty league are paying attention to that aspect of it and he falls down. I, I think that's probably wishful thinking with Mac Jones. I, I think that Mac, hey. Mac Jones go. No, I'm just saying that I think Mac Jones goes to, goes to the Niners at, at third overall. As, as much as people on dynasty Twitter would, would hate it. I still think people are smart enough to know that, okay, this guy is a top three QB pick. Um, we like his situation in, in San Francisco. I better take him early. So, but, but I, I'm not in a rush and I think it, it really is team specific and, and I'm, you know, I, I would advocate for trying to get him cheaper, but, and, and you know, if you ask me, is Darnold a guy I want to go out and like aggressively acquire, I, I'm not going there. And I do think there is a question whether, you know, will, will Carolina, I mean, they're probably not going to draft a quarterback at eight, but what if somebody slips down that they didn't think would be there? I think that's still on the table. So there is a chance you could acquire Darnold and then Trey Lance slips to eight and they pick up Trey Lance. And then, then it's a kind of interesting situation, isn't it? So. But you're um, gambling that I'd be willing to gamble on draft. So again, you're looking for a team that has Sam Darnold on their team and he's their 
uh, third, fourth, fifth quarterback, you know, type, type of a deeper quarterback roster because Sam Darnold was doing anything from last year. So they had just held on because right. why would you sell cheap last season? It was such a down period for him. This might be his biggest boon. So then you're offering up, you know, you have two other like good starting quarterbacks and your third one's Matt Ryan and you're getting Sam Darnold plus for Matt, you know, Matt Ryan, like that kind of shift where you can take a gamble. Yes, there's a big risk in there and maybe you can pivot to something else, but where you're, if you, and, if, and if you don't have to give a quarterback back, maybe you're giving up somebody in the wide receiver mismatch of the, you know, wide receiver 16 to 24 board that you really don't know what's going to happen. You know, somebody who's maybe slightly more valuable than Jarvis Landry, but maybe slightly like slightly less valuable than Cooper Cobb. If you could, let's say, speaking of a guy like Matt Ryan, I think that's a good, that's a good name to kind of, you know, gauge Darnold's value. So let's say there is a team in your league that, you know, they're, they're competitive now. They're like a win now team and they have Sam Darnold on their team. Um, and they, they reach out to you and, and you've got Matt Ryan and they're like, yeah, I want to, I'd admit, you know, would you swap, um, would, would you send me Matt Ryan for Sam Darnold? Would you do a deal like that? Let's no, say you're, no, no, not a chance. Matt Ryan is, even if they draft a quarterback, he still has another year. If like uh, Matt Ryan's starting Matt Ryan's 35 years old. So 35 Ryan is the new 25. It, it depends on who you are. I mean, an I, I unmobile quarterback who doesn't get hit a lot. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think Matt Ryan is, um, he, I think he's a guy that could slip quickly, you know, is, is just, you know, at, at his age, this is the type of quarterback he is. So I, I worry about Matt Ryan. Um, I, I, I don't think he's going to, you know, be pull a Tom Brady or something and, and play, you know, no, 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 40 or something. Um, but, but Ryan, Matt Ryan's be more valuable to a team mid season than it is to, to like you're to risk that for Sam Darnold now. And you know, I hate waiting. So this is weird advice for me to give, but Matt Ryan mid season in a super flex league to a win now team is worth more week seven than he is getting Sam Darnold. Even, even if Sam Darnold's a starter there, he's going to under, like if Sam, Sam Darnold isn't going to be projected to outproduce Matt Ryan, even if he has the full-time starting job in Carolina this whole season. So for that but win now team, you're forgetting something. I, I know that we talk about Matt Ryan is in Atlanta, his security or something. What if Matt Ryan gets injured and Atlanta has drafted and drafted Justin Fields? Um, less for, less and, risky than Sam Tarnold. And 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 Justin Fields comes in, he he's awesome and and Matt Ryan doesn't see the field again. So I, I'm just saying that, that that's a scenario too. So I don't think that you know you can look at Matt Ryan as like the secure 2021 option. So if if somebody has Darnold and, and they are interested in Ryan, they see him as this guy that's solid for 2021 and they want him. I I think I make that deal. I think I want to get out of the Matt Ryan business in my Superflex leagues. So yeah, I just worry. I just worry because I, I he's I not. I had Sam Darnold and you had Matt Ryan, and we can make this. Season. I know we got to figure this out. We got to look in our leagues. I've got some Matt Ryan. I don't, I don't think any leagues that were in together. I'll, the only place I, I traded for Matt Ryan was in a single quarterback league, is some insulation in a Christian McCaffrey deal. But because uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I like I, I like Matt Ryan, Ryan a lot. Ryan, Ryan, I get Ryan. I totally get where you're coming from, but I just don't. I'm not willing to like all the Sam Darnold hype in the world. I'm not willing to gamble that Sam Darnold will be worth more than Matt Ryan this season including Matt Ryan injury, like probability. Like I just, there, I feel like there's no way lifetime value, not no way, not no way. Not, I take that back. My, my guess is that lifetime value, Matt Ryan will still be worth more over the rest of his career than Sam Darnold will be. That's my end statement. So did, do you, did you watch um, the LSU Tigers a couple of years ago and their program? Remember how good they were? There's this guy in Carolina. His name is Joe Brady. 
and he's their offensive coordinator. And that Carolina offense has a guy named Christian McCaffrey and J, um, DJ Moore. And I, I think where I'm going with this is I think there's a world where if Sam Darnold actually turns out to be a decent NFL quarterback in that offense, you know, he, he could be a high riser. I, I'm not saying it's likely, but there's a chance that his value could spike as opposed to Matt Ryan, where I think, I don't know. I mean, I see your point and maybe I, I still think there's a chance that, Teddy two gloves plays the whole season for the Panthers. And I'm not kidding. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that happening. I think they want to, want to try to try to move him if they can or, or do something. So I don't think it's that contract Carolina. I think it's still, they could keep on their team though and, and cut him, you know, and save a little bit of money before the season starts. So I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but, but anyway, dude, what if, what if <laughs> Sam Darnold goes down? They trade him for Matt Ryan. But but it's kind of interesting because it sounds like, you know, you know, at least you and I have a disagreement on Sam Darnold. It sounds like he's going to be one of those guys that um, it, it, people will view differently in your across your leagues. So um, I, I think it's it's fun. I, I feel like now I'm I'm a guy that wants to go out and buy Sam Darnold. I'm going to have to t- take a peek and be yeah, a little like, bit aggressive. Like, like, like I want to send Jarvis Landry for Sam Darnold in a Superflex <laughs> league. And you want to send, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Who's who's like wide receiver thirteen right now? Um, Un, unimportant, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, like like a Calvin Ridley or something. It's kind of Calvin Ridley's probably higher than that. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at wide receiver rankings for a while, so I would move Jarvis Lander for Sam Darnold. I think that's a great move. Let's 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 recommend that. See if you can get that done. Good idea. Win win. <laughs> win win. What about Cam Newton for Sam Darnold? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that trade being made anywhere no but i would i mean if i i, I... andy dalton for sam darnold i'm making that move Wait, cam moving, moving starter. Uh, and actually so, unfortunately so is andy dalton whoa 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 <laughs> cam newton had the equivalent the equivalency of mono in covid last season so you throw out that season why don't we throw out that cam newton season he's got new weapons fair 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 i would love nothing more than to see cam newton he like come out and he knows that offense and 44 touchdowns, like healthy and 44 yeah. passing 10 rushing. I, I mean, that would be, that would be great. I would love it's to my see favorite. It. It'd be my favorite version of cam because there's enough people that hate the Patriots and enough people that hate cam. It's the best swirl of like hate in the like Twitter community. And I, I, I don't mind the Patriots whatsoever. And I actually really like cam like cam seems like he does a lot of great things. And he always gives that ball, that little kid on the sidelines. And I know it's cheeky, but I like, Ryan, I freaking love it. And the oh, one time, what's his face swatted out of his hands. And he had to go give it over to a different kid. And that kid had just come there because like his dad died. Like Cam, there's so many good stories about Cam Newton. I, I love Cam Newton. I, I just think, yeah, he, he's, he's a, he's a really good guy. Um, I love his style. I mean, just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I love Cam Newton and I want him to be successful. I really do. And as our loyal listeners know, the New England Patriots, that's my AFC team because I, I lived in the Boston area for five years. So, um, you know, when, when you live in the Boston uh, area, it's hard not to get infected by that. Right is a story for every city. Yeah. So, also, that one kid that, you know, that like viral video that went out for that kid talking trash to Cam at like his quarterback camp. Oh, right. I, yeah. I would have paid so much more money. Not that you paid to watch it, but I would have paid money to watch it if Cam just picked up that kid and like, like helicopter chucked him out of the stadium. You're like spun him around. You're like the wrestlers do yeah. on top of their head somehow. And just be like, all right, well, we'll see you later. That's fine. I, I don't be. need your money, kid. Like, I will just see you later. Like, how does it feel to be a helicopter thrown out of a stadium for being a jerk? 
Hey, so while we're on Cam Newton, since we're talking about quarterbacks, what 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 do you want to? What are you trying to? Are you interested in acquiring Cam Newton? And if so, what do you want to pay for him? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm gonna inquire with a low ball offer, like a mid second. Oh, that is low. And then we'll see where it goes. Not fair. You just you just you just laughed at Sam Darnold, and he's the one ten. So a mid second is only seven picks behind that in a rookie draft, Ryan. What do you want? Yeah. No, you're right. And you're right. And you probably, I mean, in some leagues you you probably can get, because you're right. It's not like his value is, is huge. Cause people, I think most people have written off Cam Newton. They've, they've just kind of think that they think, I mean, and there's a strong chance that new England acquires a quarterback somehow in this draft. So maybe not a strong chance, but there's a, there's certainly a chance that they will. And, um, and, and you know, this is Bill, new England, this is yeah, new and Bill, and Bill Belichick could, he could draft like a Kellen Mond and, in, in, um, or um, who's the Stanford quarterback, like some guy like in the second or third round and be like, this is going to be our starter. You know, I'm, I'm going to turn this guy into like a thing. So who knows? It would be kind of fun if they picked up Jamie Newman. Yeah. Behind would be, Cam Newton. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah. For a year. Like that'd be nice. Yeah. That would be, that'd be great. That'd be really cool. But um, okay. Um, speaking of, since we're playing this game. So like a, right. Like Mel, like no Melvin Gordon's too devalued now. I'm trying to think of like a, a more win now running back for Cam Newton. Um, so it's the age of youth in running backs. Cause like, it, it, I wouldn't, I, do, I wouldn't send Austin Eckler. I'd want more on top of Newton, but maybe that's the type of deal I'd try to, you know, I would, I would, no, I, just, I would love Austin Eckler coming into the season. You, like, you know, what's interesting by low. So. You know, what's interesting though, about, about Cam Newton and Melvin Gordon, just, just plugged it into the dynasty strike calculator. Um, Cam's at a 9.4 and Melvin Gordon's at 8.2. So theoretically they're not that far away in value oh so melvin maybe, gordon in a third let's go Mel- melvin gordon a little sweetener for cam newton you can maybe get that done yeah so we it might be it, win- we cracked it might be win win because maybe someone that has cam newton and a superflex roster maybe they're loaded at qb because we all know you know there there's some teams in superflex leagues that they've got like five or six really good you know quarterbacks and maybe they need a running back and they'll, they'll be like yeah i'll do that you know because they they because i think melvin gordon's gonna have a good year unless denver drafts Travis Etienne or something, but you know, we'll, we'll find out. Um, okay. Can let, let's, I, I, I know I hate to do this. Um, uh, but, but I think another big thing in the news, of course, is Deshaun Watson. Um, Ryan McDowell tweeted, um, a poll. Uh, let's see. Was, I think it was as of a recording, we're recording on Thursday this week. How are you viewing Deshaun Watson's dynasty value over the past month? The categories were no change, slight drop, major drop. It will be no surprise to our listeners that major drop was 73%, slight drop 22%, no change 5%. So he is declining in value. Also on that tread, a, a gentleman that claims he is a criminal defense attorney uh, at L underscore Diablo Gatto. He says, if, if and I, you know, he's not verified on Twitter. So this could be just some, you know, guy living in his parents' space and making this up. And uh, Diablo Ogato, if, if, if you are a defense attorney, reach out to us and love to talk to you. But I'm a criminal defense attorney who was preaching bye, bye, bye during the Tyreek saga. With the hints we've seen dropped, I sold all my shares of Watson and likely won't buy even once the value hits rock bottom. It's going to get much worse before it gets better, in my opinion. So... Time to panic on Deshaun Watson if you weren't before. Is well, it's, it it's, a, it's really good to know that uh, his Ty- Tyreek Hill saga, that's super important to this. 
No, I I think the point. I just, I just don't understand why that's important to his, his sweet hair. Like no, because he he's trying like, to give himself some credibility because he's like I told yeah him I get like I, oh yeah like that like oh I was wrong here so I'm gonna be right here I I just don't think that's really relevant. No, he was right about Tyreek. He was saying bye. You should no not like bye 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 like you know uh, like, uh, like sorry b u y b u y like you need to acquire him preaching acquire 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 to the Tyreek saga. Thanks for putting that in context because our listeners are probably like bye bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, let's not do it. I almost did it, but I did, I, ref, I refrained from doing it. We sing right, too much on the right. last show. Okay, so one ride. There'll never be an episode where we sing enough. Okay, uh, but I do think it's it is time to be extremely worried and panicked on the Sean Watson saga. But I think so, Ryan. Uh, I, I am I am panicked. Uh, if and where where I have just Sean Watson, I'm just I'm just gonna hold. I, I feel like he's just to sit now. It's that that whole the whole Tyra Kill saga. I actually think with Tyra Kill's history and the way that that went down, uh, I felt like that was a very dangerous situation. I mean, they even drafted Nicole Hardman. Like you saw some really terrible signs that that was going to go very poorly. And and I kind of hope that the justice system cleared things up and Tyra Kill is a good guy. I still never really figured that out in the end. Um, you know, I I just I just want that to like go better because what Tyra Kill did when he was younger was absolutely unforgivable. But anyway, this whole Deshaun Watson saga, with the, there's just too many weird pieces to it, and now that it there has been, uh, you know, like the the criminal justice system is into it. Hopefully, there's actually some more digging, and there, you know, there has to become more. Like I hope it's kind of like a a, a spiral effect, like almost where they just all these become criminal investigations, and they actually have to find something out because this whole smear campaign that's happening. Uh, because that's, that's what it, that's what it is overall, but it could be a correct smear campaign. I'm not, I'm not justifying Sean Watson or like saying that he's innocent of all these things, but it's been this, like this huge tidal wave. So I, I need, I need a, a I, like, I really want a third party to get in there, but I am not hopeful that even if a third party goes in there, that this comes out like for dynasty player value for Deshaun Watson. Well, and if, 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 if it comes out that he's a horrible person, I hope the hammer gets thrown down on him. Like that, I'm totally fine with that. So I think, but at the end of the day, uh, I mean, I guess if somebody offers you, you know, like, like at this point, like Jalen hurts for Deshaun Watson, I think I'm taking that. Yeah. And I, I might be changing my tune on that because I, I told you well, a couple of weeks you ago, you yelled at me about that, Ryan. You I know. I was like, I was, I was, the offer was Jalen hurts and, um, Dallas Goddard and I was like I was like no way I laughed at that offer and now I'm like man I wonder if he'd still want to do that deal <laughs> um, <laughs> um in the thing with Deshaun Watson uh, we we are very well aware that you are in the court of law you are innocent until proven guilty but in the court of public opinion you are guilty until proven innocent and in the court of public opinion we're talking 22 women that have you know, file these complaints and, and maybe, maybe they go away. Cause I, my understanding is that um, there's a, you know, there are motions being filed. And one of the motions that Sean Watson's defense team is making is that these women need to identify themselves or the case needs to be thrown out. So, you know, who knows, I, in theory, this thing could go away soon, but I, I don't think it's going away and it's not looking good. I just think when you've got these kind of numbers against you, you know, maybe a couple of these women are, are lying and trying to make some money, but it just, I, I tend to, I tend to side on the, um, you know, the, 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 you know, uh, vic, possible victims here in this crime. But anyway, we don't need to get into that. It, you know, yeah, we, we, everyone right, agrees. We, this is horrible. Yeah, We're basically saying like, we're, um, we're not siding 
like we're uh deshaun watson is not the victim at this moment in time yeah he's, he's currently there is a lot of explanation there's a lot of things out there there's even like pro players being like typically you find one masseuse and stick with them for your career because you love right. that masseuse there's yeah. so much here that it's too shady and too risky Just, so relating that back to dynasty value yeah you flip that and right. honestly the whole like inner like wanting to vomit about deshaun watson behavior i'd want to flip it anyway yeah. But you have to be cognizant of like you have a monetary investment in your dynasty league teams. You was like a fifty dollar, you know, a season team. Uh, don't don't just yeah. like drop him, but that you you might just have to ride this out. And you know, I, I yeah, because that's the thing. I think at this point now, you you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, you could you could get a deal that you'd be pretty happy with. You could get eighty cents on the dollar or something. But I think now we're we're get, we're starting to approach like that fifty cents on the dollar, twenty five cents on the dollar, and. I mean, I think if the price gets low enough, then it's, you know, if, if you can just send, you know, if you can, if people get so scared that you offer Andy Dalton in the third round pick, they'll send you to Sean Watson. Well, yeah, of course you're going to do that deal. Um, but, but I don't think it's going to get that bad, but I, I, I just think that he, his, his upside, we, we know how good he is. He's just, he's so good that it's, it's, I think it's just hard to get a deal done at this point, honestly, because you know, uh, I, th- I think you're just better off holding on and just hoping that it works out for you. Yeah. What about Tashaun for Tua? Yeah. I, I, I now I'm thinking you should do that. Or yeah, I think I, I, think I take this it. point. Yeah. I'm will, I'm willing to gamble right now that there's some deeper things that are going to come out and this is going to be a bigger problem. Yeah. Anyway. And it really, I think it really is roster, sp- you know, specific to um, and, and where your teams are. So, I mean, if if you've got Deshaun on your team and you've got some viable options for 2021 and you're a contender, I think you just you just hang tight, you know. Um, so I don't know. It, it is very much a, a, a you know team specific situation, but yeah, it, it's, it's, hard, it's yeah, it's it's hard to pivot it back to fantasy value as much as we're trying, Ryan. We should we maybe should just like stop trying to trying to do that. <laughs> I don't know, right? Like, right. like overall, like. It's it's just it's just we're panicking is is the way I'd face like I would I, like I am as any place I have them. I, I think the f- fair thing to say is this: if you want to get rid of them because you don't want want this, you know, you know, someone that potentially did this on your team, or you just feel like his value is going to tank further, I think it's fine, and I think it's fine to hold on to him too. I, I think yeah, I think either way, it's it's the right decision, and it's just it's just kind of tough and. We'll see how it plays out. And, and you know, I, I would be the first to say, I hope that it turns out that, you know, this is all, you know, uh, you know, he's innocent and he, it's proven he's innocent in the court of law and stuff. That would be great. But I, I feel that that that's not where this is going. And that's that's unfortunate on, on all kinds of levels. So, yeah, as, as I said at the beginning, somebody's horrible in this situation. Right. It, it's either the people accusing or it's Deshaun Watt. And yeah, anyway. Okay, let's pivot on to other things here, Ryan. <laughs> let's go to happier news, shall we? <laughs> well, one, the first thing's first, Ryan, is the draft needs to happen ASAP. We are just hurting. We're hurting. I've read too many mock drafts. I've seen too many things. Uh, uh, as much as I, I love how much Walter Football updates their content, I can't see any more ads on Walter Football. Like, my brain is just like a, a dump at this moment in time. Uh, so let's, let's, I just want to pivot there for a second. Gio Bernard just got cut from the Bengals. Just please, yeah. please, please, Gio, don't sign with the Chiefs or Bucks. That's my only hope for his free agency. Uh, the famous footballers talked about him not signing with the Cardinals, which I actually think would be a great landing spot uh, for Gio owners and, and his future potential value. Um, but where are you at, Ryan? 
with where I, you know, I, I classify Gio Bernard as somebody that I'm not really worried about where they, where he goes, because I think that he is one of those guys that's pretty much past his prime. And, you know, he's gotten to that age where I just don't think he's gonna have much of a fantasy impact. I mean, I mean, maybe if someone gets hurt ahead of him, he'll, he'll start a week or two, but if you look back at the, um, the 2020 season and, and some of that could be a factor of, of Joe Burrow being out. I don't feel like Gio Bernardo was a real valuable guy the weeks you started him. I just think that I just don't think he has it anymore. So that's, oh, that's my take on Gio. I think you just see a kick in the pants this year from Gio Bernard. Sign with the Seahawks. Let's go. Um, Sign with the Seahawks. I don't know. I, I still might be like, he's like that one of those good late acquirers. I still think Gio Bernard is good at football. And I think could be a startable asset throughout the season. Also pivoting from that with the Arizona Cardinals ride. I, lo- I looked up uh, ESPN's 2021 PPR running back rankings right now. They have Chase Edmonds at running back 21, which is one spot ahead of David Montgomery. How do you feel about that? Wow, that's interesting. Is this based on um, – oh, it's 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 great. Redraft, it's redraft 2021 PPR running back rankings average based on the rankers. Oh, that's interesting. Um, uh, You know, I, I – I think uh, for right now it's, it, it could be fair. I guess I think I'm okay with it. I, I, I think I've told, I think I've told you that with, with David Montgomery um, uh, there, there's a lot of question marks. I mean, he basically feasted on these really bad defenses towards the end of the year. And, and that's where he got a lot of his big numbers. Um, and if, if, if Chase Edmonds is, uh, is the running back one in, in Arizona, is that that's what we're talking about? Right. I, I mean, I could see him having a better season, so I don't think it's totally off base. Oh, I'm, I'm so anti this, Ryan. I, I think David Montgomery, I get that it was against bad, like worst rushing defense near the end of the season, but he's finally coming into his NFL own. And David Montgomery, although he's not going to be a top 10 running back, give me like 14. He's going to be RB 14 next year. Lock it in. All right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll lock it in. Um, it, Behind Chase Edmonds, a man who's had like, like three starts in his career. I just, I hate, I just, this, I, that speculation is rampant. Chase Edmonds, although has a great profile and has had some flash games, overall is not good enough to be ahead of David Montgomery. Well, listen, I, I I think those rankings probably are based on the situations right now. I think after the draft, if they have those same rankings, then I think I'm with you because I, I I think that Arizona is going to add to that backfield, and I don't think that Chase Edmonds is going to be their RB one. So, Andy Dalton always supports an RB one. <laughs> it's basically true, Ryan. Is that you true? Know it. Yeah. Well, let's we'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't know how we got to there from Gio Bernard, but uh, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I don't okay. want him to go to the Chiefs or Bucks because the Bucks backfield can't get any more muddled, and I want to buy more Clyde Edwards Slayer, so I don't want to go to the Chiefs. Uh, Bears trading away Anthony Miller. Let's go, Ryan. Yeah, I. I think I have to say about it. Let's get him out of there. Yeah. No, it's good. He he probably needs to change the scenery. There was um. You know, he the, all accounts out of out of Chicago is that he's not a hard worker. He t- might late, show up late for practice. Um, you Normal know, do, doesn't doesn't do, doesn't understand the offense. Runs the wrong routes, that type of thing. So I, I just think that Anthony Miller probably needs to change scenery at this point because I think he's talented and has shown some flashes, but it's not working out in Chicago for him. So I'm not going to be sad to see him go. If the Bears get a fourth round pick, for example, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah, let him go to the Buccaneers instead of Antonio Brown, and let's go. Uh, I, I don't know. I actually kind of want Tyler Johnson to break out. So, Ryan, uh, that's just the only Antonio Anthony Miller news that we could we could finally push in some more Bears talk after the 
my passionate take on David Montgomery, I guess. But anyway, uh, a, a fun fact came up today on the Dan Patrick show, and it's from the, the podcast All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson from okay. the NBA. Yeah. Uh, one, both, well, they're both very well, like well, spoke, well spoken. Uh, they basically just get high and chat with people on this podcast is kind of the, the premise of it all. Uh, and Matt Barnes is like the infamous, he's the one that had that Kobe like fake out pass from the inbounds, you know, where he like tried to, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kobe didn't flinch. And he said that they actually became good friends for that moment. And he was on the Lakers after that and everything like that. Uh, but it's, it's interesting listening to Matt Barnes. This is only for the Dan Patrick show, but the long story short, the roundabout way of where I'm going here, Ryan, is they had Calvin Johnson on their podcast and Calvin Johnson's nickname in high school was Butterfingers. Why was it Butterfingers? Because he couldn't catch. I mean, really? That, Isn't that wild? Isn't that, is, that wild? That's, it's unbelievable, really. It's like, it's like Calvin Ridley's nickname in high school is Grandpa. I, I, w- I was waiting for you to say they called him Butterfingers because that was his favorite candy bar and he always had them in his locker or something. That's where I was that's no, where he literally you're going got made fun of when he was younger. Wow. The like top, the, the like pinnacle NFL wide receiver that everybody wants every other single wide receiver to be was nicknamed Butterfingers in high school. Just because of so, shake. Just because of yeah. shake, kids. He's keep working hard and, and good. I think that's fascinating. Him. I think that's fascinating. That Calvin Johnson, also, Calvin Johnson just seems like a great dude overall. That's cool. I'll, I'll check out the podcast. That sounds fun. That sounds really good. I have, um, not, I, I have not heard of it, so I'll, I'll check it out. So the, the next thing, Ryan, this was my tweet of the week, is from Andrew Cooper at Coop A Fiasco on Twitter. Uh, this was from also Dynasty FF on Reddit. Uh, notable RBs who did surprisingly poorly in pass blocking last season based on PFF grades. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was at 144, Gibson Ooh. 142, James White 138, Fournette 136, Aaron Jones 129, James Robinson 112, Jandre Swift 108, and uh, I just wanted to bring this to light of like, how do we take, like, how do we take into effect PFF passing grades? And like, does it explain a few things or does it not? So I went back and I said, so I have a subscription to PFF, Ryan, and I'm not going to give away the whole list. Lucky. One, one, Nick Chubb is, you have my login, so relax. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick, Chubb, Nick Chubb seems to be incredible at everything, but Nick Chubb was the number one pass blocker. Number two, hundred bucks if you can guess it, Ryan. Number two, the the number two pass number blocker? two pass blocking running back in the NFL. Oh man, now I'm thinking it's like some obscure. Um, I'll just say Sony Michelle just because it's it's so. Oh, random. you're close. Same draft class. No, not same draft class. Draft class before that, I think. Kerryon Johnson. Okay, yeah, I would have heard. Uh, then we have Dar- <laughs> then we have Daryl 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 Henderson, Zach Moss, Damian Harris, Azure Madison, Giovanni Bernard, Miles Gaskins, like J.K. Dobbins is up there. Rex Burkhead. Hmm. Is is in a top ten basically at pass blocking? James Conner, Frank Gore, Dante Booker, like, at least a couple Swear, of like, pass running backs. Like, there. What I want to say right here though is like when you look down this list and you actually look at the differential and grades that they were giving, like no one cares. No, like it, this doesn't say anything. This is such BS. I hate these kind of tweets and I hate this kind of propaganda. Is like saying like might explain something. It doesn't explain anything. Like. Explain to me why the top, like, why, like, six of the top seven best pass blockers in the league didn't produce any fantasy points for you. Like, get out of here. I, I, oh, I was so bothered by this for some reason that I had to go and look it up, Ryan, and I had to rant about this right here. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I was I, really happy to have Adrian Peterson, a top 12 pass blocker <laughs> on my team. That's been great. Yeah, I, I think some of those, those PFF grades are, I mean, that, 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 a lot of that content is fun to look at, but some of it is just, you know, well, first of all, what's the 
the methodology for these rankings sometimes like how do they how do they you know what like what it, it and i don't know that the methodology is always well defined and makes the most sense so um but it's fun it's it's a good talking point something to tweet about something to talk about when we're three weeks away from the nfl draft isn't it <laughs> but i'm with you i'm not like oh i i i think we should be lowering deandre swift because he can't he can't pass blocks he's do you want to know who much. who's one spot ahead of deandre swift in pass block rankings dalvin cook like what Oh, mm, mm. I, 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 this has riled me up so much because PFS is, is a great resource to, to like mind information and potentially mind like players are performing well. And I honestly think it's the best place to mine uh, the best backup running backs and like the best, like more stashes and like depth on your team. I, I don't think it's necessarily the tool for you to use as a fantasy player based on their player grades to choose who's going to be the best of fantasy next year. Like their yeah. second overall running back is Damian Harris. Like that's a horrible way to go about it next year. So when you see something like this and it goes out to the general public and then now it's, it's got like a bunch of like likes and everything on like, on like dynasty Reddit. It just like, this is just such, I, I, I want to swear so many times, Ryan, but this is just the absolute worst of us is, is looking at fantasy. Like you cherry picked these running backs for some reason out of this group, even though, uh, Dalvin Cook was 107. Jandre Swift was on the way, but somehow you left out Dalvin Cook at 107, and it say it might explain some things. Like get like the pass blocking grades. I just wants me to. I want to throw it out so hard, and especially in this scenario. And I just I, I've never been angrier. I even I unclipped my headphones. Those your headphones just came out. It was so funny. Oh, it's like bang the just, table. Oh, this is but this is why like I struggle with Twitter is because like there's all stuff like this and then I want to go and look back and just like retort with them with these things but then they're gonna come back and probably be mean to me and I I, I don't want to be mean to them but I want to be mean to them now but anyway long story short it doesn't explain anything it literally explains nothing ah I I, I agree I, I I can't play devil's advocate or anything like that I completely agree with you so, Will, we're, we're getting close to the end of the show here. Two-minute warning. Other thoughts uh, on this, on this, you know, less than three weeks away now. Any rookies are rising and falling on? Any other thoughts from, from this week? Uh, I, I, I'm going to purchase uh, Matt Wallman's scouting portfolio probably tomorrow. I mean, I have some free time, man. I'm fun employed at the moment. But uh, he is very high on Trey Sermon. And I think he deserves the Waldman bump. And now, because I think Trey Sermon, regardless of where Matt Waldman has him, is going to go so low in rookie drafts. Uh, it's going to be like sneak scoop and score. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about Trey Sermon that are outweighing what people are saying that's bad about Trey Sermon. So I'd say like, think about what the player can do versus what they can't do. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting with Trey Sermon. I'm, I'm just, he, you know, if, if we made a list of, you know, guys that, I mean, we're obviously we're interested in draft capital with all of these players, right? It, it matters so much, but, but a guy like running backs in particular and, and Trey Sermon in particular for me, draft capital is going to be very interesting to see where NFL teams value him. And I know I'm not saying I'm not value. I'm, I'm not interested in him because like, you know, fourth round or something, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I think he's, he's worth watching because you're right. We, we have seen him in big spots play very, very well and uh yeah he'll he'll be he'll be fun to monitor we'll, we'll see what happens yeah that's probably like rookie riser i guess at this point in time how about you i i don't think i have any changes since the, the last show i i continue just to be you know high on the qbs i think for me 
over the next several weeks, you know, because I, I think we we know that there are going to be a lot of these guys drafted highly in the NFL draft. So I think for me, Will, it's a matter of sitting down and figuring out, you know, I, I mean, I think in my head with, um, with, with the QBs, you know, it's Lawrence and then Fields and then, you know, where do I put Zach Wilson and, and Trey Lance and, and Mac Jones? I mean, it, it probably I, I, I put Zach Wilson and, and Trey Lance. Maybe, maybe if anything, Zach Wilson is starting to rise. Maybe I'm starting to buy into this hype with Zach Wilson. I still think, think I take fields before him, but well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I might like Zach Wilson ahead of um, Trey Lance. And I, I wasn't always thinking that. So I, I think fields rushing ability that was shown in college and at, he's a good passer of the ball in general, like at least above average to good. And then he runs a super fast 40 at, at worst fields is going to pay off. He's going to be a startable quarter. Like I feel like fields like floor is uh, Lamar Jackson this past season, you know, like you're going to get one of those and it's not his MVP season. It's not that like world breaking season, but you're going to get a, a QB one season out of him. And I think that that's the safest way to go about it in this day's NFL and whoever's going to take him. I don't, I don't get, I don't buy the, the, the slip in the draft. And honestly, Brian, I really hope field slips in the draft hard and lands at the Vikings. And I will have a complete blackout drinking party at my house. Yeah. Well, every, every team that needs a quarterback, like, <laughs> the guys will, will be slips to the bears and the bears take them. And I would also do the same thing. No, um, the bear, the, I, I don't think the bears, he's the too bears. talented. That guy, that guy's going in the top. Yeah. Five. He's, There's no he's way. going top five. Like every, yeah. he's even having like a second pro day, maybe just for the Niners. And I also, I kind of wish the Niners would have kept the smoke screen that they only sent their other guy to his pro day. And they went all the Mac Joneses to like try to like mess over, but you know, like, I, I I wish that would have been the case, but we're in a, a day where there's no combine. So more pro days. And honestly, if you need to have more pro days to get drafted higher, have a hundred pro days. I don't care. I, I think one of the things with the quarterback position I'm wondering is um, are we going to have any guys slip down? You know, like, are we going to have, uh, cause, cause you know, you know we, it's, it's fun to talk about all these guys going high, but do, does one of these quarterbacks is, is this Trey Lance, slip down in, into the teens or number 14 later. to the Vikes. Let's go. Well, well, yeah, I mean, to, or, or, or the Vikings are on the clock and they, they don't take him and he keeps sliding down and the bears are on the clock. And the bears don't take him. Like all these teams need quarterbacks. It's like, what the hell's going on? Like what do teams don't like about, about him? Cause like a guy like Trey Lance in particular, although in the dynasty community, we're super excited about him. We're talking about a guy that has not played at, you know, football at college at the highest level and didn't play for a whole year. I mean, it's a, it's a weird situation. So He'd be a pretty big outlier if he goes in the top ten, you know, you know, let alone the first round, right? Well, um, also we've had no we've had no prospect like him where he went to a non FBS school, yeah, set, like was was gone for a season and then became a great starting quarterback. But we're in a new era of the NFL, right? That term outlier I, just get that out of here. I, I know, but but even that team, I, I, you know, I, like I North Dakota State, what did what did he throw like? What did, he averaged like eighteen passes a game or something like that, and there was you know they were yeah they were all touchdowns, so yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I love, I love Trey Lance and I'm not, I'm not predicting that's going to happen, but I'm starting to accept more and more that he might slip further than anyone's talking about. And that'll be really fascinating to see who grabs him um, and, and how far he might slip. And maybe he doesn't. And, you know, Mac Jones, I think is one of those guys too, that could go anywhere. I mean, he could, ser- he could go number three to the Niners. That's possible. I, I've actually now accepted that and bought in a little bit to that where I I was, I'm in hard denial, Ryan. I I mean, I'm I'm still, I still don't think it's going to happen, but I think there's a, there's a chance. There's a chance like 20% chance it happens. Um, But he could slide down the board too. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's going to be fun. The draft. I I kind of also hope, I hope Mac Jones 
goes third and then just lights up the NFL. Like that would be best case scenario. One, he ran a total. He ran like what, like a four seven forty. It's not like it's, yeah, it's like, not like he's he's it's unathletic. Not like, it's like, not like Matt Jones. Is, is, yeah, it's, it's not just because he didn't run at Alabama because he didn't have to. And also, they're talking about all these first one wide receivers. He basically only threw to Devonta Smith. Like I get that the rest of them are good and that offense was great, but like let's give Mac Jones a little bit of credit. And he's it, 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 like he's on par, I think, with Trey Lance's forty time, right? Like Trey Lance wasn't that much faster. Maybe he was four or five. Yeah, but uh, and, and that's the thing, like the comparison to like, uh, um, you know, well, well, Tom Brady wasn't athletic. Well, no, Tom Brady, Tom Brady really was very unathletic. I mean, Tom Brady ran, ran a five point two eight. You know, I mean, it's like it's like not even cl- Mac Jones is a much better athlete than Tom Brady was. I ran a faster forty time as a chubby freshman. <laughs> I ran a five zero, Ryan, because I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but I got it in there. There was no video replay. There also probably was none when Tom Brady was running his forty at the combine. And so that's that's my precedent. So I could basically be the next Tom Brady. I'm open. I don't have the hand size. I take that back. All right. Well, with that, I think we should get out of here. Well, it's it's been fun. Um, thanks for listening to us. We're the Fancy Joes. We're on Twitter at FF Joes. We're on Patreon. We do a Patreon show of the week. That's Patreon.com/slash/FantasyJoes. On behalf of Will Greenwood, Fancy Joes for Will. I am Ryan Livergood at Riddle Librarian. We are. The Fantasy Joes. Ryan. Daryl Henderson, third highest pass blocking rating in the NFL last year. Pick him up. There you go. Zach Moss, fourth. Pick him up. Damian Harris, fifth. Pick him up. Alexander Madison, sixth. Pick him up. Javier Bernard, seventh. Who cares where he lands? He can pass block for days. Just put him on the O-line, man. Let's go.